Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio, one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick here to talk about an interesting off-season topic, the two-point conversion attempts. And here to join me and talk about this is a guy who's done some real research on the topic, and you're gonna think you're going to like this, is Alec Gulianis of Reagan's Ravens Recapper. Alec, how are you doing? Doing great, Ken. Nice to talk to you. Always a pleasure. Tell folks where they can find your work, for starters. Sure. Uh, you can find us at ravensrecap.com. Uh, we have our 150th episode coming next week. Um, I'm guessing this is coming out online. If not, it'll be already up there. Uh, Coach Evans is coming on. We're going to talk about the offense and how it can grow um, in the next year. So we're really looking forward to talking to him and going through that. Very cool. So that's a good guy to have on on your show anytime. Love talking to Coach. Yeah. Uh, so the two-point conversion attempts, uh, absolutely polarizing discussion topic for Baltimore football fans from this year. And obviously in a year where you lose two football games because you go for a two point conversion in the final seconds, let's not say they lost two games because they went for a two point conversion. In the final Correct. Second. Let's say <laughs> they went for a two point conversion and lost those two games. Yeah. Um, uh, this just, it, you can, you can expect it to be a hot topic. So, Let's go through this. And I know you've done a lot of research. I don't want to over prep for this. I don't want to over, you know, draw up the blackboard or the whiteboard with your bullet points. Take us through it as you want to do it. All right. Let's just go uh, through the season. So the Kansas City game, uh, the Ravens were aggressive. They were trying to, you know, put as many points on the board as they could. They went over two on two point conversions, um, but not not completely. So the first attempt, 
they actually did convert the two point conversion. Um, Hollywood made the catch. He was pretty open, but there was a flag. I think we both thought it was bogus on Zeitler right. as an illegal man downfield. He he didn't go down. He, he he like was successful in his block and fell forward. Um, one of the yeah. great one of the great moments on TV this year, I thought, was having. I think it might have been Macaulay who was doing the on air analysis of that, or maybe it was Pereira or one of the other guys. But whoever it was who was doing the on air analysis from that game said, "I don't think that was a foul at all. That's not what. That's not what the intent of the rule." And it shouldn't have been called here. And believe me, as someone who scores offensive line play, there are a hell of a lot more illegally manned downfields on pass plays, particularly for teams who go for a lot of screen plays. They have people down three and four yards downfield all the freaking time. And most of them are not called. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was not a good call, in my opinion. It wasn't in the spirit of the rule, which is what the uh, the commentator said. So they had to go for it again. Now. The previous uh, package was 11 personnel. This one, I called it 12 personnel. Uh, Ricard was in as a tight end, and Mark Andrews was out on uh, in the slot. Uh, Lamar threw a pick. So that was a bad attempt. And then the second attempt was the same um, personnel, but uh, Mark Andrews was in the X. And then um, they rolled the pocket to the right, um, and the pass was broken up to Hollywood, so it was an incomplete conversion. I don't love rollouts that close to the goal line. Mm-hmm. I know we've done it. We did it multiple times. <laughs> I don't love those. I think it really lowers your chances of finding an open area. Yeah, I, I, I do have a response to that. I would say that, that Lamar's incredibly low interception rate in the red zone is largely due to the, the fact that Ravens don't play normal red zone offense. They, you do not see the, the um, typical number of fade routes or zipper routes. Uh, inside the 20 yard line. And, and, you know, certainly when you get inside the four, you know, the five yard line and you want to, you, 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 it's very close on touchdowns. There's a lot of fade routes thrown in the NFL. They don't have particularly high success rate. There's a lot of, of routes thrown where the quarterback is depending upon the re- receiver to outmaneuver the defensive back uh, in a one-on-one situation. That's not what the Ravens try and do. The Ravens, you know, MO is to basically move Lamar laterally. It can be left. It can be right. It's more often right than it is left. Stay in the pocket as long as possible. Uses outstanding pocket awareness to roll right as needed and then find an open lane to throw. And he throws more line drives in the red zone, more fastballs in the red zone than just about any quarterback I've ever seen. Is it just a very low yeah. percentage of fade routes? Yeah, and I, I like that too. I've always felt the fade route. It, it feels low percentage just from watching it. And um, it re- I think it requires just your wide receiver to make a, like a really big play. And uh, the Ravens historically haven't had that wide receiver. So it's also right. kind of good to maybe not lean on that. The next uh, game that they went for two, uh, very successful. It was against the Colts. It was critical to their success and coming back and winning that game. Um, the first attempt was kind of interesting. It came out in apparent 11, uh, but Mark Andrews kind of motioned himself into a uh, in, into like a trips formation with the other Let's wide talk receivers. About apparent and yeah. and the actual formation there for a second. So by apparent, you mean the number of positional tight ends, running backs, and and uh, tight ends and running backs. We'll, we'll call right. it that because the receivers are the are the complement to that of the total of five um, that they bring out. And so there's two ways you can look at formation. We were talking about this in our production meeting. You can either look at that apparent formation, which is what the defensive coordinator on the other team has to respond to with personnel. Mm-hmm. Or you can look at the actual formation, which is how they line up at the line of scrimmage. And teams with you know, tight ends that can do different things 
can give you trouble there in terms of having different ways that they can line up based on that apparent formation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a really big weapon we have with Mark Andrews um, and, and something to use going forward for sure. Um, so that, it was an interesting play. Uh, the, I know everybody was looking at Lamar and then he ran away from the trips uh, in like a design run um, to the pylon and he dived and, and, and he failed uh, on that attempt. Mm-hmm. So that was the first attempt. The next two were victorious. So uh, the next one was an 11 personnel. And this is a, a, a play we'll see again. Mark Andrews crossed behind the line of scrimmage uh, after the snap and was wide open in the flat for a touchdown. So that was the the first or the second um, attempt. And the third attempt was in um, one uh, formation. So um, Mark Andrews oh, was... 0-1? Oh, yeah, 0-1. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, 0-1. Oh, Mark Andrews, though, was not in line. So it kind of was a five-wide uh, look. Mm-hmm. And then um, he got a catch and, and scored. So, okay, and it was right over the middle, and he was covered, but, it, yeah. but, he, but he made good hands, good good open lane to throw, even though it was a tight window to, to get that ball. Yeah, it was a very much a, a trust throw. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I, I'm going to be confident that Mark Andrews is coming out on top on this. Yeah. yeah. It's, it was an interesting game, that game, because the, the Ravens, they never got the fourth down on their big comeback. They had four, four consecutive drives, so they scored four touchdowns to win that game. Yep. They never got the fourth down. They never got to third down. They had 19 total first downs during that stretch. Zero times could the Colts get them to even third down. So they could not stop them from getting 10 yards on two plays. Yeah, that's wild. And that's how we had so much confidence. <laughs> Maybe that'll be a fun uh, conversation, too, about you know the coin flip in overtime. Yeah. That's why when the Ravens got that ball, we were like, okay, this is over. <laughs> they haven't well, stopped us for four drives. <laughs> it did feel good. It did feel good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the next the, and the remaining conversions, right? So we went through five already. The last three were all 0-1s, and they were all, um, you know, huge impact on the game. And this is where the fan base went out of control uh, about the, uh, the two-point conversion attempts. So the uh, Pittsburgh one's really an interesting situation we're talking about in the production meeting. So they come out in 11 personnel with Ricard in as a, as a tight end, in, in my opinion. You can, you can call it... Uh, you know, uh, 20, but I called it 11. So then they call a timeout. Pittsburgh does. And then Mark Andrews comes back in. It, we believe he can was hobbled on the touchdown. So right. he, uh, had to, um, be out for a play. Now, the thing that's really funny is that this play looked very, very, very similar to the Colts play that was successful. Um, the exact same idea where Mark Andrews was on the left-hand side. He, um, motioned over. Uh, they let the free rusher. I think the only difference was that um, he was in motion pre-snap instead of after the snap. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it was the same kind of look, just trying to get him open in space there. And as we all know, uh, Watt made a play, made um, Lamar kind of have to throw in an odd way, just a little bit outside, and uh, the ball fell to the ground. It was just out of his reach. It appeared that... Had he been able to adjust to the football, turn his body a little differently, might have been able to catch the ball. I question whether he would have gotten in, but it did appear he probably would have had he been able to adjust to that football and and make the grab. Of course, a lot of different ways you can catch that ball. You catch that ball falling down, then he's not getting in. Right. Or you can catch that ball and keep your feet, and hopefully he's got a chance. Yeah, and this this play was really interesting, too, with the context, because um, Marlon Humphrey was hurt on that last drive. Mm -hmm. Um, We knew that but 
maybe uh, you know fans didn't really quite realize. So they were going for it because they didn't have enough corners at that point. I think there was other injuries at that game uh, as well. So they were really thin on corners. Yeah, it's amazing. They got even thinner. So we don't even think of them in retrospect as being all that thin in week 13. But boy, you look at the week 17 and 18 roster for corners and you, and you know what thin is. Yeah, seriously. Uh, the uh, it, 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 I loved the the play for a lot of reasons. There's 12 seconds left in the game when they when they made it. So basically, the notion that you're putting the opposing quarterback in a position to play four down football is no longer relevant. Mm-hmm. Okay, so whereas the Roger the, the the failure against Green Bay, which is probably the next one you're going to talk about, right? I don't think yep. there's one in between. Oh no, there there is a Cleveland one actually. Okay, so I'll I'll let you go, go back to the story, and then we'll talk we'll talk some macro level at, at, at the end of this because there's definitely some uh, you know, strategic threads that run through a lot of this. Yeah, so the, the Cleveland one was interesting because they were down nine, um, mm-hmm. and the and the rationale was they did it right this time, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Kind of uh, teasing what's come to come. The rationale is you're down nine, you're going to need a two point conversion um, somewhere, right? So it's better to go for it early because you have the information of do I need two possessions or not um, than than later. So, or yeah, yeah, if you need to get a second possession if you fail it the second time, right? Or no, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they were down yeah. nine. They were down nine. If you, yeah, they were down nine. So if you yeah. fail it, you need two possessions no matter what rather That's than right. waiting and then you're like, oh, I don't have enough time for another possession. That's so right. it's, it's better for game planning purposes. Uh, they came out in 11. Uh, Andrews was the X again. Uh, Ricard is the tight end. Um, so, you know, maybe a parent um, 12, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then... Wait, parent, or, parent sorry. 12 or 21, right? Yeah, 20, matter, yeah, Ricard was in as a tight end, so I don't know. Ricard was playing a lot of tight end at that point, so he was, he was playing both, so it's really hard to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Ricard package. <laughs> uh, this was another one that they rolled to the right, and it was intercepted. Um so I forget. I think they were targeting um, Hollywood on that play. Not a great year for Lamar throwing interceptions in the red zone. Yeah, obviously very high. You know, he had his first ever in that playoff game against the Bills. And then you can change the rule and say it's only during the regular season and this and that. And he was still undefeated kind of thing. But uh, he had a lot of failures this year in terms of some red zone interceptions that that uh, that, that weren't good. Uh, but but. I'm sorry. I'm, I, I stopped over your point about package. Is there a point there that you're trying to make about package? Not really. I was the reason I was logging all of them is that I have this idea of it'd be really nice to have a consistent package that you always go to um, on fourth down. It's these guys every single time. They always practice it together. They're really uh, in sync with one another. Maybe even you have just I don't know how many plays you really need for a uh-huh. season. Maybe call it 15. You have 15 plays. You practice do five. It. Yeah, you practice five of them for a given week. You're like, you can use one hand <laughs> to signal which one we're about to do. And you just go for it, right? Like, you, 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 they know it. Like, they just know, like, this is the play. And I don't know if they already do that, but that's my suggestion, is that they, they really should just have, like, this is the play. There's no thinking about it. There's no going over to Harbs and having a, a discussion, right? right? Like, they just do it. <laughs> Let's, let's try number five in this case because yeah. they're, this slot corner is jumpy and he may make a mistake. I, 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 I like the idea from a, from a couple of different perspectives. I like the idea from a practice situation, but I think they already do practice them with different personnel packages. So I think they might have six plays 
it just involves two different pers- two different packages. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. So you so you you know if you you probably do have you know like we've talked about before QB power that package is in and you, know, you basically have ten heavies on the field in addition to Lamar. Yeah. And that's what they ran against Seattle on fourth and two in two thousand nineteen on that famous play. Mm-hmm. They ran it you know against the Chiefs again. So uh, you you can do things like that. You. It, and then you can you can run with one tight end and 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 you can run with other multiple tight end sets, which still give you receiving options if you're the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. I would also say that um, you know to have one is to have none. So maybe you do have two packages that you kind of lean on in that situation, particularly if you have injury mid game mm-hmm. um, to kind of pivot to. So I, I can see value in that, but I just think keeping it very simple. Like I was thinking about from a work perspective, right? If we have an outage, we want to keep it as simple and get to the mitigation as fast as possible. So just like limiting the amount of variables in these situations to keep it, you know, as straightforward as possible, I think is important, um, particularly when it's a very you know, high leverage, high stress play. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one, one group that understands its keys, no matter what, and really has to in the position meetings, is the offensive line. So you should not have to worry about them because mm-hmm. they have a set of keys they have to work off of. And the, you know, as the co- coach says, this is something you can talk to him about is that, all the 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 window dressing is all offered up by the by the six skill players mm-hmm. and, and how they react. But the keys for the linemen are always set by a by a specific line call. So if if you're knowing that, then you really only have six players you have to account for being replaced. The quarterback would be the most severe, but other players are severe too. Obviously, the the, the big one for the Ravens is would be if they lost either Andrews or Ricard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Do we do the last one and then we'll kind of have a sure, level discussion? Yeah. Okay. So then, yeah, the Packers won. This was interesting. So they went for it um, to close out the game um, because they were worried about Aaron Rodgers. And that, seemed, that seems reasonable uh, mm-hmm. going for the win. And um, they went in, in as uh, two, two, a two tight end, so 12. Um, but Boyle was the only one lined up as an actual tight end. And Mark Andrews was uh, standing up as a receiver. Um we all know how that play went incomplete to Mark Andrews. Um, and, and that was it. That was all the attempts uh, this year. I think uh, the Packers one was interesting because they went for it. Um, I think with like 12 seconds left, it was very little time left. Um, I was calling for them to go for it when they were down nine, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, down eight or down eight. Yeah. Down eight the prior time. Um, but they did not because that, that's even a better situation to be in, right? Cause you, you go for it twice. Right. You, you literally any if I look at a new chart, which has the break, even, the charts are always expressed in the following way. It has the break even percentage on the chart necessary for you to go for two. And if it says if, if the minus eight column does not have 38 or 39 percent in it, then the chart is a serious credibility issues with me. Okay. Because that, that, that especially late. You know, it might, the first half, no problem. If it says 42% or something, that's fine. But it, it, if, it's, if it's late, it should say 38%. And the math just overwhelms all other situational statistics when you get down to 38%. Hmm. So, so most teams are going to have, you know, and we can talk about this too, greater than a 38% chance to convert a two-point conversion point. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, uh, I think the average in the league is around 52% which like makes you want to just go for it every time. Uh, and that's kind of where I'm at. <laughs> I, I would not mind a season where the Ravens decide to go for it every single time and just try to be really good at it. 
Um, <laughs> it's it's an interesting thought. Um, you know, obviously you do miss some kicks. You know, yeah. Percentage across the league on extra points was probably what about 90, 95, 96%. It wasn't a hundred. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would love to do some game theory on it because there's obviously, um, different scoring combinations that are ideal, right? Yes. Uh, so you want to be up four. That's a lovely one. Forces mm-hmm. the touchdown. So I can see just taking a uh, extra point there just to force the issue of a, of a, of a touchdown. Meaning um, you're up three, you don't go to be up five, you go up to yeah, two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so there, there's definitely um, those situational bits that are, are really interesting to kind of talk about. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't mind going for two ever, basically, because I A, have trust in our offense, I have trust in those players, and I also know that in the long run, infinite time scale, you're going to probably come out ahead. I, I, I agree in a, like a continuous markets perspective. Obviously we <laughs> yeah. deal with discrete elements in football. So if you're tied with no time left on the clock, kicking is a far better option. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. 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 We can talk situationally about these <laughs> yeah. things, but you, yeah, you have to consider it. And, and, yeah. and uh, I, I agree. I mean, er, the earlier in the game, the more you should be willing to go for two. And yet the earlier in the game, the more it seems like coaches are not willing to go for two. I think I'd look at the Ravens percentage chance to make it. And I, I'd be asking questions right now. The Ravens obviously did not have a good season going for two point conversions and you just went through it, but they went two for eight on the year. Only yes. the two Colts conversions. Correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now one particular nice guy who has me on a show a lot on the radio says, okay. <laughs> why didn't the Ravens stop, you know, use the information that they were two for seven or two for six going yeah. to these final key conversion attempts to decide they, they were not going to do it. Mm-hmm. You want me to answer? Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's too small of a sample size to say anything interesting, right? Like, yeah, it's just, if you, if you flipped a coin seven times and you only got two heads, would you not be shocked? <laughs> you, you would not be shocked. And it's, it's, it's an easy way to calculate the probability of that. Uh, <laughs> right. uh, so, so, you know, if it, it, it has to get to the point where it, it, it would surprise you to a, to a high percentage. It's, you know, the, the, if you're, if you're talking about an error test and making it one tailed, however you want to talk about this, I mean, you, you, you've at least got to convince yourself to a five, five to 10%. That's like the lowest, you know, type two error percentage that we consider. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I just, I've never really got that people, do, but you know, I, I don't expect every fan to really understand sample size or be into that. I just say that, you know, think about it. Does it make sense that a team that has Lamar Jackson and the Ravens have got other problems, but a team that has Lamar Jackson should be worse than an average NFL team in terms of making two point conversions. Right. Yeah, they shouldn't be. And and I don't think they are right. <laughs> like yeah. again, like there's some unluckiness. You could easily have this be three and eight, which feels a lot closer to the 50%, right? <laughs> uh, particularly again, a small sample size. You see how fast that swings and you're like, Oh, they're almost there. Almost at 50. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I think, and it's also an interesting situational bit right uh there's only two games where we we did it more than once so uh in those games it was split right uh two for three and then a zero for two um the games that we only had one chance for glory yeah i mean didn't work out i i mean i don't know what to say other than time ran out and uh and also those, those games man they were just such bad games the packers game the uh, corner situation was abysmal by the Even end of the worse. game. Yeah, un- unbelievably bad. And um, I had no confidence in the defense stopping him. I mean, they already put up 30 points, right? <laughs> so, like, 
that wasn't uh, that wasn't looking good. And then the the Pittsburgh game. Oh yeah, go ahead. Well, I, I want to go in the difference between the Pittsburgh game and the Packers game, if I was going to say it. So, and I started going onto this earlier, but the the Pittsburgh game was with twelve seconds left. Yep. So there's no regulation risk to the outcome that I would consider significant with all deference to Patrick Mahomes and what he just did a couple weeks ago in 13 seconds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, uh. I, you know, Ben Roethlisberger is not going to drive the, the, the Steelers into field goal range in 12 seconds. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but more importantly, Ben Roethlisberger is not going to be forced into a choice of whether to punt or not within 12 seconds. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the big things you want to maintain control of with your opponent. The, the league is very driven by four down football right now. And when you put your opponent in a position to play four down football, because that's their only choice, mm-hmm. then it actually improves their redraw odds. Yeah. So in, in terms of the Packers game, if the Ravens, ha- you know, if the Ravens had gone for one, the game likely would have gone to overtime. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's one where, it's not a sure thing, but Rodgers probably would have been more careful trying to drive the ball up the field, and it might have ended up costing them the possibility of getting into field goal range by both his passes and by the fact that if they get to a third and three situation in their own side of the field, they're probably going to punt that ball. Mm-hmm. Okay. Whereas if they get to third and three when they're down one, guess what they're doing? They're going for it, yeah. and they're probably going to make it. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and, uh, and you know they have a good chance to get in field goal range within 42 seconds, I think, still. They, they, that's one of the real problems is I don't think that a lot of decision-making the NFL has yet adapted to the fact that four-down football is such an enormous weapon given the proficiency of passing offenses today. Completion mm-hmm. percentage is much higher. Yep. You know, efficiency, the rules, I mean, all, all the things that go with it. Yeah, sure. If you're in the 1970s, you can stop a team on four downs and, and stop them from getting a field goal, stop them from getting a touchdown. If they started throwing 20, you got a pretty good, pretty good chance with a minute left. Mm-hmm. Today, it's a it's a freaking tough job for a defense to, to convert that kind of opportunity. Yeah, I mean, it it's a huge problem. I mean, again, uh, this is comes back to the whole um, surprise element, right? If I told you, all right, you're going to drop back four times, mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to get 10 yards. Yep. I think one of them are going to be completed, right? For 10 yards. Even if, even if you're always going for the sticks, I think yep. one out of one out of uh, four 10 yard passes are completed. <laughs> didn't we basically see exactly that drive? The, the, the chargers in the game against the Raiders that ended up in that weird, almost draw that the soul Pittsburgh oh fan there. Yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah. I just, I, I love that entire thing. I just, I, the fact that that guy got all that screen time, <laughs> but, but the, um, they, they had a 19 play two minute and six second drive in that game where basically they converted on fourth down for more than 10 yards four consecutive <laughs> times or something. I mean, it was some yeah. ridiculous number on the drive. And, uh, if you think about it, that's 126 seconds for 19 plays. That's almost not possible. I mean, it's, it's, it's under seven seconds of play. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. The, 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 the game is just fascinating, man. Like I, I, I do. That's why I love football. I think so much is because there's so much strategy involved and there's so much, uh, there's so many ways that you can go about, um, having success. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I do think that the four down football change is, is super interesting to me too. I, Sometimes, uh, so in my like film study of this, right, um, there was a third and one because I also did some work on fourth downs. There was a third and one where we we launched like a sixty yard bomb to uh, 
Yeah. Marquise. And you only do that because you know you're going for a home course, right? Of course. Yeah. And um, that's that's awesome, though. That's great. Mm-hmm. Like, And I think, uh, you know, Gabe, who's frequently on the show, always advocates on second and short to pass the ball. Take a shot. Sure. Particularly when we had a you know historic run game that just could get short yard situations easy. I, um, I would the the only argument I would make against that, or the only time I would advocate against that, would be when your when your goal is really to grind the opponent down, and you have a running game that absolutely cannot be stopped. And almost no team in the history of the National Football League's ever had that, but the 2019 Ravens did. Yeah, yeah. And and you know in, in that situation, going for it, going for a run on second and one. And just looking across the line of scrimmage and knowing you had it won, I mean, it's got to be something offensive linemen just love to do. Oh yeah, I mean that, and that's a, that's a really good point, Ken. Again, it comes down to situations, and um, I think when I when I looked at the the Ravens team this year, it felt to me that they were thinking a lot, and not in a good way. Uh, mm-hmm. Calls were kind of late to come in. Personnel packages were late to come in. They didn't have much time at the line to do their motions that they wanted mm-hmm. to do. Um, the big thing that I would say, another like kind of improvement point is just how do we get to the line faster? Yes. How can we get there with Great 20 point. Yeah, like 20 Great seconds. Point. Because the, the, when you get there with 10, oh my gosh, you're rushing every time. Yeah. Every time. And you can still use all 20 seconds if you get there at 20. You just have some more time to do it. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah that, that, that part was killing me. And the, the great offenses and the historic dropback quarterbacks like Manning and Brady, they, that's been a central part of their offenses. They like time at the line of scrimmage to read that defense. They sugar it up. They call a basic formation in the huddle. The rest of it's called at the line of scrimmage. I, I think there may be issues that Jackson is not quite ready to do that. He's not Wilson. He's not Manning. He's not uh, Brady in, in that regard. Um, it, it also it puts an onus to confuse the opponent also and so manning and brady had a lot of that in their in their you know omaha is just the only word i need to say with regard to that on 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 peyton manning um there's some of the quarterbacks who will get to the line of scrimmage and and their their job is to confuse the opponent they're there early and they give the play away Mm -hmm. and i I, the, the the play i can think about that exactly fits this description was one of marcus peters pick six against cincinnati and the reason i know because i think rich gannon was doing the game he called it. He called it immediately as he heard the thing. He's saying, "Okay, he's doing an out route. It's going to be on the right side. It's going to be in front of Peters here. They're going for just the first down, not for big play." And you know, sure enough, Peters <laughs> heard it too. <laughs> he, was, he was right in there for the pick six. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, I think that's a, a that maybe be a good a good episode too. It's just talking yeah. about that. But um, yeah, Ken. I mean, that, that's all I had on the on the two points because we went through them all. And uh, yeah, I think keep going for them. Keep the aggression. Maybe go for more. And. Yeah. Uh, Love to see how it goes next year. Yeah, absolutely. I'm 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 all for it too. And I, I hope the Ravens will not look at this year and say, oh boy, I don't know if we can stand another year like this. If if people realized how much professional currency Harbaugh had in the tank right now, and I think that's in, in part people like you and I need to educate the public on that because the Ravens aren't doing it. Not, they're not doing a good job of it because because you no. know they don't want to give away their own models and whatnot. But but it, it has to be people in the media who are willing to you know sit down and really explain why this is true. And I think you know it requires a certain degree you know of trust. If you don't, if you can't trust the mathematicians, you just have to have some faith in who Harbaugh has as a surviving coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in doing this. But I really appreciate having you on. And we're, we're going to have Alec back uh, very soon to talk about uh, fourth down play in general, because mm-hmm. this is another thing you put some study time into, right? Yep. 
All right. Looking forward to that. And uh, I'm sure that'll be up in the next few days as well. Uh, We're recording this, by the way, on 2-3, just in case anybody uh, is wondering. Uh, So the Commanders just became the Commanders yesterday. Oh, yeah. I I dig it. I know uh, one of my fr- uh, friends who's a fan is not a fan of the name. He really wanted the uh, Red Wolves, but uh, Red think, Wolves. Yeah, that was uh, the the fan favorite was Red Wolves, and there was apparently some trademark problems or something that, and they, and they even told everybody that it's not going to be that. Um, okay. I think the Commanders are fun. Uh, I think their jerseys are interesting. I always love uh, looking at uniforms, and uh, I think the the W on the black helmet is a big. Uh, everyone's not a fan of that. It's like right in the middle, right in the center. Oh and, no! Yeah. I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like really weird. No one, no one's, no one's liking that one yet. But uh, the mat helmets are kind of cool. I mean, it's good rebranding. Now they just need a new stadium. Yep, <laughs> horrible stadium, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, Alec, Twitter handle so folks can follow you. Sure. Yeah, you can follow us, Ravens underscore recap. We do some fun polls during the season, and uh, yeah, to retweet any good news and um, our thoughts during the game. All right, outstanding having you on, Alec. Uh, other people out there, if you'd like to do a Fixing the Ravens episode, contact me, please. Uh, DMs on Twitter. And I'll be doing these shows off and on for about, I would say, about the next six weeks or so. So the idea is, is you know, kind of similar to what we just discussed, but pick a narrow topic that you think the Ravens need to get better at. And, you know, getting the line of scrimmage quicker, by the way, be a great topic all by itself in (laughs) terms of what that would allow for the Ravens. Haven't heard anybody say that. Everybody wants to fire somebody. Everybody wants to get rid of somebody. (laughs) But but anyway, if if uh, if you can come up with a a topic, please hit me up with that. Love to have you on. And we'll we'll make that happen very quickly. Uh, Alec, thanks again for coming on. Yeah, no problem. We'll talk to you next time on Film Study. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.